just a quick reminder. Um, the promise uh, that we're claiming throughout the year of 2018 is found in John 15, verse 5, and it's a promise that we are uh, praying and claiming and believing that Jesus is actually going to do and is actually doing, even if we're not completely aware of it. That verse says, if you remain in me, and I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus promises to produce fruit in us and through us. And through these, he produces, he answers the prayer. Later, I happened to be reading also in the Gospel of John, that John 
the third he is the closest of all of the rebellious prophets are thinking and acting that accept God. Still, saturates this fallen world. It's already blowing the garden. We all belong to everything, right? And if there's any question about that, we can talk about it later. Or you can just look at the news. Okay, anyway. It saturates this fallen world. It permeates everything around us. Rebellion against God is a selfish concern for ourselves. It can be closer to us than our skin. It's ingrained in everything we ever experienced and heard. We interpret everything that we've ever experienced, everything we've ever heard. It's just, that's what Paul says it's the flesh. It's just, it's almost like it's part of us. The programming is so deep and so thorough that left to ourselves, the natural thing for us to do, the automatic thing for us to do, is not to serve one another humbly in love, but to expect everybody else to serve us something. Just love your neighbors yourself, and you're going to fulfill 
Now, if you're, if you're following the Spirit's lead, if the Spirit goes right, you go right. If the Spirit goes straight, you go straight. If the Spirit has to be turned, you do a new turn. In the morning, you're thinking, I didn't get a look today. And he goes, I need to get stuff away. I went by the spirit and get stuff away. The ox or the flesh? Ah, uh, see. I think we're getting confused in this book. But I mean, you know, what we're meaning by this is this whole idea of. Here, here we go. First, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. Uh, this is basically the idea of these three are living for uh, uh, sexual passion and pleasure. Idolatry and witchcraft. We're going to start by those two go together. Those are perverted priorities. Let me explain why I said priority. Because in the first place, you would think perverted worship. Worshiping the wrong stuff. Well, that's what perverted priorities are. Worship is recognizing the worth of something or someone. And when we worship Jesus, we recognize that his worth is above and beyond everything else. However, if we worship stuff, for people, we have an idolized it. It's not like it's only that side you want to feel of work when I have stuff that comes greed, which is idolatry. If I feel like I have value of work only when certain persons or a certain person thinks I'm all right, or valuable, when I get their approval, then I made that person an idol. And there are so many things that we turn into idols. That's a perverted priority. There's the famous thing for the Lord of Lords, his name is Jesus. He's the number one. He has supremacy in everything. Therefore, if I put anything else more than one, you're going to get to me. For my family, something else is in me. If I put anything else in first place in my life, I've made it into an idol. I almost want to go back and sing that song again. Because we're pretty sure that, to be honest, some of us just thought it was in our life that we needed to back down. There's another, there's another priority here that's, that's a little off, and that's this idea of witchcraft. The whole idea, the whole concept behind witchcraft and magic is that if I use the right I, the words and the postings, et cetera, et cetera, or whatever, I can find a way to control God. You can see this on religious TV. I'm going to call it fiction TV, but it's really not. It's just religion. It's religious witchcraft. 
Thank you. 